Hey everyone, thanks for joining again today. Uh, sorry I've been off for a couple days, uh, had some personal issues needed to take care of. So today we're going to continue looking at the qualifications uh, for an elder. Today we're going to look at uh, social justifications, or social justification, social qualifications, I'm sorry, and family qualifications. I want us to read each time the seven verses that talk about the qualities of an elder in 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. This is a faithful saying. If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. So let's look at these verses, verses 3 through 5. And we're going to start with social qualifications that are found in verse 3. It is important how we live our social lives. All areas of our lives must be lived as a Christian. I know sometimes I hear people say, well, you know, this has nothing to do with my Christianity, this part of my life. That can't be further from the truth. There is nothing in our life that can't be impacted by our Christianity. Our values must determine how we vote. Our values must determine how we live. It must determine every area of our lives. Our lives cannot be broken into segments, Christian and other than Christian, okay? So he starts off here, not given to much wine. It literally means not addicted to wine, not don't have a reputation as a drinker. In Paul's day, wine was used for medicinal purposes. Some people today still say drink a little wine when you go to bed at night. Uh, 1 Timothy 5.23 said, no longer drink only water, but use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities. Now, let me say first off, that's not justifying social drinking, okay? This is talking about for some infirmities. Our culture is much different. Okay, they didn't have all the medications, all the different things that we have today. Um, I think today any kind of alcoholic consumption can be dangerous. Just talk to anyone who's an alcoholic. Ask them how they got started on uh, before they on becoming an alcoholic. We live in a culture where drinking of alcohol is very much promoted. If you just watch some of the TV shows of today. Almost, you can't hardly watch a show where drinking does not become part of the show. Uh, whether they're trying to get over something, whether they just drinking as just a habit or whatever it is, but it's always part of the show. And yet drinking has led to so many fatalities, so many broken homes, and over 12 million alcoholics. So it can be very dangerous. Secondly, he says not violent not given to blows. Well, this seems kind of obvious, doesn't it? You wouldn't want to go to an elder and all of a sudden you end up in a fist fight, or you wouldn't want to have an elder who at the drop of a hat is ready to fight. 
But again, it relates to being under control. Okay. Uh, we could also add from this verse, uh, here, this section, quarrelsome. Not be willing to argue, but try to figure out a solution to the problem, which then would show us the other qualification we see here, being gentle. Okay. Being gentle. One who understands the struggles that people are going through and is not quick to judge, but is willing to help them get through these trials and these struggles that they face. Next one is not greedy for money, not covetousness. I, covetous. I believe the scriptures teach an elder can be paid, but that should not be the reason for being an elder. It is about serving, not seeing who can get what one can get out of it. Now let's turn a couple moments to verses four and five and talk about a person's home life. An elder must rule well his own house. In other words, he must be the spiritual leader of his own family. Again, we're not talking about being a dictator. We're not talking about one who uh, is so overbearing that nobody wants to follow him. But we're talking about someone who is a servant leader like Jesus himself was who came to serve. An elder's children must be in submission with all reverence. Titus says the children must be believing children, not out of control, not to be but don't be too hard on them as that might turn them away. Unfortunately, in our world today, I don't think that's the problem. I think we've gone the other way. We kind of uh, let the children get their own way. I remember one person telling me one time, well, I'm just going to let them grow up and do whatever they want to do. And then as they get older, they can decide whether or not they want to follow Christ. Well, that doesn't follow what the Bible tells us as parents to do. The Bible tells us that we are responsible for training up our children and helping them to know how to serve the Lord. If one cannot lead his own house, how can he lead the church of God? The answer to that question really is he can't. And so uh, he must be able to rule his own house because think about it. In a person's house, there's probably five, six people. But in a congregation, there could be hundreds of people. And so they're going to have to know how to lead not just their physical family, but also their spiritual family and how to lead their personal physical family spiritually as well. Now, I want to make sure we understand something. No person is perfect. Our goal is to be the best we can in every area of our lives. But we must always remember there was only one who was perfect, and that was Jesus Christ. Thanks for being here. We'll pick this up again next time. Bye.